Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And my name is Joanna Hamilton, and I'm the CEO and founder of Secret Birds, soon to be called Rare Birds. And today, or rather this evening in China, I have the pleasure of having Sophie on the show with me. Now, Sophie, I intentionally did not mention your surname. <laughs> I know it's I a big challenge. No, because I want you. I want to give honor and dignity to your surname. So I want you to say your surname, please, not myself. So Sophie, <laughs> tell us your surname. Okay, so I will. Um, I will say it in the Dutch way, so everybody Absolutely. knows how to pronounce it correctly. Yes. Um, so my name is uh, my last name is Kruisdijk, and um, since it's so impossible, I've started uh, picking up my second name as my last name, which is Charlotte. So um, I now go by Sophie Charlotte oh, <laughs> online, no. so that people won't have to struggle with with this last. Name. But, yeah, I know, but, but there's it's, something, it's just, there's it's something easier so, and also way more fun. <laughs> really? I was going to say there's something so unfair about you having to change your name. You know, you should force us to learn to pronounce your name. So I'm going to try <laughs> Sophie Kraljak. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's also because I'm, I'm here in Italy. And when people say my oh, name, see my name, they're like, like the standard question is, how do you pronounce that? So I was like, uh, I'm a bit tired of that question. So let's just use my second name. And, and oh dear, <laughs> I'm sorry. But you are Dutch. And I, I guess, you know, being Dutch and living outside of your country, that's something you get a lot. But if you're, if you're at home in the Netherlands, like you're, you know, it's not a big deal obviously no absolutely and that and that's where i just very easily say my name and, and people get it it's just uh, i usually work with foreign women or italian women and then you know just uh really having this this somewhat easier name to pronounce makes okay. life easier for everybody okay well i have the pleasure of having with me miss sophie charlotte <laughs> and mm -hmm. on this podcast podcast episode number 88 sophie is going to be talking to us about a very interesting topic <clears throat> and it is being true to your natural feminine self as a woman and how that creates flow love and abundance in your life. But before we begin, just a little bit about Sophie. Sophie Charlotte is a life coach for driven women who desire to turn their big, bold dreams into reality. She's overcome anxiety disorder by following her own big, bold dream of moving to Florence, Italy in 2010. She's now living in the Tuscan countryside with her dream partner. Wow, dream partner, really? I love that. And is enjoying nature. Oh, I love that too. More than she ever dared to imagine. Finding her own truth and living accordingly are her main drivers in, in life, and she helps her clients do the same. She believes the world would be a better place if everybody did what they truly desired. She works specifically with women and how to use their feminine powers. Intuition, such as intuition, sensitivity, creativity, expression, and love in being true to their natural selves doing what they love, and attracting what they desire into their lives. She strongly believes love and courage will get you to where you want to be in life, and that's why it's her gre greeting beneath every inspirational post, quote, or photo shot in Florence, 
or in the glorious Tuscan landscape. Her Facebook group, The Yes Woman, a very popular group, by the way, is the go-to place for women with big, bold dreams who want to get that support, sisterhood, and permission to really say yes to themselves and their dreams. All the women around the world are welcome. So welcome, Sophie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you to be able to reconnect on there to to be uh invited onto your magical podcast and, and have being number 88 is, is just <laughs> thank you and congratulations oh thank you so much it's an honor to have you on I, you know we connected like what over maybe two years ago and yes it's nice to be, actually be able to speak to you now and and learn more about your i mean i know about your work but really more in depth about your work and to discuss this topic so before we jump into the topic tell us a little bit about your personal journey um where you were and how you ended up uh doing the work you're doing now yeah, well, that's actually a pretty interesting story because I'm 33. I just turned 33 and I feel like I've already lived um, like several lives because um, I tend to get bored very easily. <laughs> and oh, wow. so I've thrown my life around many, many times. I um, Yes, um, I, I started out, let's say, like career-wise. Uh, I studied to become an English teacher in uh, Holland, and I, and I did that. Uh, I, I was a teacher at a secondary school when I was 21, so that was pretty young already. Um, but then after a while, I was like, okay, I know how this works, and I wanted to change my life because I had been in a relationship for six years that wasn't really, uh, and I had the chance to ask myself, what is it that I really, really, really want? Because, you know, that those big life changes help you create space to really connect with, with what you want. And so I did, and Italy came right into my mind because I've always loved it. We always to come on holiday here and I just always felt alive and, and seen very much and I we always used to go on holiday to Italy and I just really really felt alive and, and seen really and so um, I just decided to move to my happy place basically and uh, threw it all around like I quit working for um, uh, for the school I was working at like I, I was in a relationship when we broke up and so I had all this space to really really ask myself what I wanted and Italy uh, really spoke to me like it was the place that I, I felt lit up by and so I moved there and I and I continued teaching English and after a while there again some years later I was like hmm what do I want to do now and I changed careers and I became a writer for a Dutch blog and surprise after that a few years I was like okay um, I need a new challenge and I and I asked myself very clearly and very honestly like what is it I care about most and I just really love helping people fulfill their biggest potential, which means believing in themselves and really daring to 
throw their lives around like I have done many times and go for what makes them them happy. And, and, and it, it, it sounds so simple, but it's so hard because we think we need to, you know, really stick to all these rules that, that are laid down by society or follow the path that our parents had in mind for us or, you know, be... Uh, very much like the culture that we live in uh, expect, expects from us. And we just, uh, but we actually have our own unique path to follow. And we were put here for a reason. And I think it's our, really our duty towards God or the universe or whoever created us to fulfill that purpose, that potential and helping my clients do that, because that's what I, then um you know realized i wanted to do uh is become a coach and now when i help my clients do that believe in themselves and make big changes and then really have success with those big scary dreams that is just so fulfilling it's it's so rewarding yeah you know absolutely and everything you just said resonated with me particularly the part about it's a duty and you have, and it's a duty to God, you know, in fine, I believe in God, obviously you do as well. And some people don't, and that's okay. If you don't believe in God, you know, the universe, energy, whatever you want to call it, but it's true. The word duty, I really, really resonated with that word because it is a duty. Mm -hmm. I think that we've, because, because how we've been raised and, um, you know, if I'm being, if I'm allowed to be candid, most of us are just we, we are extensions of the negativity and a lot of the junk and the crap that people have bequeathed onto us, okay? <laughs> and a lot of that stuff we, we have to unlearn. And unless yes. you've been taught this, you don't realize you have a purpose here and it is your duty to fulfill that. And so many yes. people are walking around not doing that because like you, you know, aptly pointed out, oh, it's my culture that says I have to do this. And it's the rules that say I have to do this or my religion or my parents or right. whatever it is. And it's just so sad when people don't fulfill their potential. And I think it is a duty. I think it is your duty. And I think you must must really um fulfill yes. your purpose whatever it is so yeah that is a wonderful story that is a wonderful story so thank you should we jump into the topic then which is being true to your natural feminine self okay as a woman mm -hmm. and how that creates flow love and abundance in your life so what does that mean your natural feminine self uh someone listening in might think well what does that mean what, what do you mean by that sophie yeah well that's actually a really good question because i would ask the listener or my client that because we all have our own in that uh what just really has happened over time and in society is that femininity is seen as weak and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, being you know, less than and you know being in a patriarchal society and and like we need to be like men in order to be valued or respected and that is something that is so outdated um it is we are women and we have our powers and our qualities um and we we shouldn't want to be like men in order to be successful. And I think that that, or I truly hope that that is the new revolution that we're gonna come into, which has nothing to, uh, nothing to do with feminism, because sometimes people go like, oh, you're a feminist. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a humanist. Yeah. I'm for every person fulfilling their own biggest potential, which means that we should own our feminine power, which 
is very simple. It means being ourselves. It means being women mm. and not men. Yeah. Um, you know, that are ball busters or whatever, like men, this, men, that. No, men are fantastic. Mm. I mean, we talked about me meeting my, my dream man. I, yeah. My man is my dream man because he is, I always call him a king, and I am his queen because we both take responsibility for being the best version we could possibly be, and we bring only love to our relationship some of our friends ask so how often do you fight and we said never and he's like that's impossible we finally yeah. develop consciousness in which we are fully uh, male and fully female and there we collaborate because we want to create something better together and that's what we're devoted to and that's the same in you know career or in in you fulfilling your purpose or being a mother or being a family member when you are your complete self that means embracing in the case of women that you are a woman mm. and that mm. is already revolutionary living in a society where that seems to be weak or wrong or whatever it's like no we are already good the way we are and let's see what your superpowers are and mm. so that's why i'm so passionate about that it's just about really unveiling uh, who you truly are and because for me personally that has made a big difference i always used to be very much a tomboy i thought i had to be strong i had to be like men in order to be liked by men mm. um oh, and wow. so and i'm a highly sensitive uh, you mentioned in my introduction like i used to suffer from anxiety disorder and that was all because i was trying to force myself into being super strong mm. but my superpower is my high sense when I coach my clients they have to just only well I have to be with them for like 10 minutes and I can already sense what the what the issue is they maybe don't even need to talk it's like I sense that so I've now embraced that and now I use it as my superpower or as maybe before I saw it as a weakness or too much or too sensitive or whatever so yeah it's about embracing and, and owning what we are naturally capable of. Mm. And like you said, feminine self, femininity has nothing to do with feminism. So don't get it confused. And also mm -hmm. it's important, it's important to add, like, I know you're just, you're speaking about femininity, but if we're talking about feminine energy, we should also point out that both all genders, because we're no longer dealing with males, yes. we've got binary as well. All genders have male and female energy it's just yes. some of us tend to lean more towards one than the other and again that has nothing exactly. to do with feminism that's just balance in the world you know every philosophy every religion exactly. talks about about the the male and the female energy which is i think sometimes people get that confused and and they're like oh well male and female energy it has nothing to do with gender we all we all have it so i'm glad that you that you clarified that but you said a few things though why like you said for example that you thought you had to act like a man to be accepted by men where did you think you got that from was that like socialization or you just felt I have no you idea. needed to do that mm, interesting i think it's something that i just made up in my mind mm. um 
I always had male friends, like ever since I was very young. So I was always one of the guys and I liked that. But I was, and I think I, I, when I saw the girls in my class and they were crying about stupid little things, um, I was like, oh, that is just exaggerated or, or, you know, whiny or whatever. I don't want to be associated with that. And I was just one of the guys and maybe I also have that tomboy aspect but then going moving forward that was the maybe the only thing i really developed and and i judged that feminine sensitive side and yeah where, where does it come from it's probably also upbringing um you know my parents divorced when i was so i haven't really had a very clear example of male female roles you know and, and maybe there wasn't that much space for um, mm. showing the, 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 the sensitivity or just, you know, being a, a girl. So yeah. um, it's, it's, I think it's a mixture of things, but I think that um, this is a very interesting topic for entrepreneurs or fempreneurs or what you want to call them, the, the women entrepreneurs, because being an entrepreneur requires a lot of masculine energy, oh, yeah. which is important to, right, to set up your business and to sometimes hustle and to really like keep on going. but uh, we tend to go into that too much and then forget to recharge or take care of ourselves or, you know, be vibrant so that we naturally attract what we desire, like clients or more money or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so me, like personally, I, I took part in, in this big uh, program. And what I really learned was that my strength is me being a woman being a queen and from that place running my business and also attracting my partner and you know just being an adult woman instead of or a, a little girl or a tomboy which is not your fullest potential in any case if you know what i mean mm. so how how does one how does a woman tap into that how does she tap into her true feminine self <clears throat> I always, uh, particularly, my... particularly as an entrepreneur, because as you pointed out, you know, entrepreneurship requires a, a, a quite a huge amount of masculine energy because the masculine energy is yeah. all about focus and determination and hard work and making things happen and all of that kind of stuff. Right. So particularly for the, the women entrepreneurs who this podcast is geared towards the early stage women entrepreneurs, how do they tap into that and balance that out with the masculine energy? I think it's very important to have an idea of who you want to become. Mm. How do you want to feel? Who do you want to be in your business? Mm. Um, for example, for me personally, I had icons like Michelle Obama or, um, you know, there, there's so, like Beyonce or there are so many um, icons Mm. Uh, or I have a, I have a photo of Angelina Jolie on my on my background, like the the screensaver on my computer. Mm. It just it's this energy that you aspire to. And if we take a Michelle Obama for example, I mean, no one would ever um, uh, associate her with masculine energy. She's incredibly feminine feminine yet so strong and so motherly and so lovely and so funny and she dances and she has a king literally as a husband so mm -hmm. um when you know what you strive for or what you would like to become um 
then have photos of, or pictures or, or drawings of that in your room or like I say, in your computer or on your, on your phone, because then you know what you want to tap into. And every time you can, you know, have people sometimes ask, what would Jesus do? Well, what would your icon do? Mm. Like if you embody that energy make choices from that place and it really shifts your energy it, we can all do that but it requires consciousness and, and guidance and knowing what to to aim for and also holding yourself accountable that's what adult women do that's what queens do mm, interesting holding yourself accountable accountable to what to um, hitting your goals or or really uh, you know, setting up your website or really doing that email sequence or daring to go for a photo shoot or doing a Facebook Live. I mean, if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. So mm. ask yourself, what is joyful to me? What suits my style? How do I wish to attract my ideal clients? And then take that action, but from a very aligned and joyful and uh, on fire uh, energy. Mm. Okay, interesting. And you you mentioned before going from being a little girl to a woman. Do you think there are a lot of adults, you know, grown women who are trapped in their little girl selves and why? I th I think more yes than no. Like the other day I was walking around and I was thinking let's just look at everybody. They're all I mean <laughs> we have uh, boobs and men have beards but that doesn't mean that they're not girls or boys anymore and I mm. think realizing that it's like we are still in the playground we're still children but we have just developed into adult bodies so it's not about your age it's about your mental um, development and how much you are willing to actually grow and you know, grow, growing comes with growing pains because it mm. means taking responsibility, holding yourself accountable, and also learning uh, things. And some lessons are, are really hard and, and painful, but that's how you grow. So many people are afraid of pain. And nowadays, you know, with the instant gratification and everything, we just stay stuck in, in, in being jealous of others on Instagram. That is such um, you know, in, in, in a childish thing also to do because if you are stepping into your queendom and you are really trusting yourself and what you're doing, then you don't even have energy for that. Right? Mm. I mean, it's 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 let's be adults here because it's a very it's like oh, you stole my skirt or you're playing with my Barbie. I mean, if you want to go beyond that, then act like an adult act like a queen and, and hold yourself to that but you need to really first um step into that and feel it before you, i mean if you're just acting like it then it's fake too and you're going to blow up when somebody really pushes your buttons but it's up to you to make wow. that um development and really 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 um change and and and, and be committed to your growth and again that's scary it's hard um but it's required if you want to become that adult woman that gets her business off the ground 
You know, what you just said is interesting because about Instagram, because I, I'm on Instagram as we all are, and I love social media as we all do, but I am one of those people, social media has no bearing on my life. You know, I see it as a space to, um, to be creative, to follow other people, to learn things like, you know, whatever, but I don't, I don't go on Instagram and then get off feeling bad about myself. Like I just don't, but that's me. But I know there are quite a few people who, you know, they always say, don't compare, don't compare your life to someone's Instagram, to someone's Instagram feed. And there are people even making a business out of this kind of uh, thing of, you know, comparing yourself in social media. And I, I just wonder if they're just tapping into people's insecurities to make a profit, but that's a whole other right. conversation. And what you said is really, is really something I, I, I haven't thought of. You said, you know, stop being a little girl, like be a woman, stop comparing yourself to other people but there will be some who would say you know maybe that's not a fair thing to say because we live in a society that where we're inundated with images of who and what we should be so it's easy to be insecure and it's easy to think that we should be living our lives like that woman or that person on instagram you know what do you think about that <clears throat> well that's that. If I see an image I, I would like to be like her, then it means that I'm not happy with myself. Absolutely. Our responsibility in our lives as adult mm -hmm. women is loving ourselves and accepting ourselves and embracing ourselves. The moment that you get to that point where you are totally okay with yourself, totally in love with yourself, and you're your own biggest cheerleader, mm -hmm. you will not allow yourself to get uh, influenced by these outer uh, uh things mm. because it's it's inside of you yeah and um and that's why it requires a lot of uh, self-development uh, my mentor always used to say you know the biggest self-development course is uh, setting up your own business and it's true because you need to all of a sudden take care of so many things and who's your biggest block yourself because if you don't believe in yourself if you're insecure if you get off track because you're you're you know checking other people on instagram then that you are allowing that insecurity to take over i'm not saying that is easy I mean, I, I used to suffer from anxiety disorder, which means being stuck in worry 24 seven, but I did everything in my power to change that around. And I was on antidepressants and I managed to get off of them. And mm. because I was so determined to fill, filling the void um, within myself, with self-love instead of getting that from outer sources because the, the anxiety disorder was caused uh, because of insecurity and lack of self-love and, and maybe also comparing and thinking I had to be in a certain way in order to be good enough. But mm. then I realized that being good enough is something that I decide and I filled myself up with love. And so I literally don't have space in my being for either negative energy, jealousy, or uh, you know, comparing myself to others. I'm a wonderfully unique, beautiful, amazing person, and so are you. Mm. So at what point did you realize, okay, I am now, I have been transformed, I'm a confident woman, I'm a secure woman, I feel naturally feminine, I am, I am, I'm you know, sort of walking in my true self. Was there an aha moment or is it just something that you're constantly working on or 
is you know how what does that feel like and how how do you, how did you get there what did you do i think it feels like true alignment where there is no more um struggle there is no more anxiety there is no more um yeah a pain to be alive in a sense i just completely look for joy and happiness all the time and i and i take full responsibility for that so whenever i'm down or feel vulnerable or annoyed i go into myself and ask what do you need and i speak to the little girl that is scary and i take mm. care of her i am my own mother in that sense and that's mm. how i get my power back and see how feminine that practice is i am my own mother and i nurture myself and what i need and i don't go looking for you know things outside of myself buying a new pair of shoes in order to feel better it's like that like knowing that 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 that, that doesn't make sense is already so so much uh you know more out there or it's more uh at a higher level let's say um and yeah for me it just feels uh, like alignment and having as little negativity uh, in my life as possible. And that all starts with us allowing that in. Like I'm really consciously saying no to many, many things and people and offers and sometimes yeah. clients. And, mm. you know, it's like I'm, I'm not available for that anymore. Yeah. You've, you've decided like you said, you, you're aligned and you've decided what works and what doesn't work. And you've created those boundaries and you're, yeah. you're sort of non-negotiable so that you know yeah. what you yes. need and what, what you have to do in order to thrive. I mean, you have to create psychological boundaries so that you can thrive. Like you have to. Well. Yes. And it's, but it's very, for me, being such a sensitive person, I feel it. It's mm. just like I, my vibration is so pure and I'm very uh, protective of it and I don't want anything to, to ruin that. So neither my own thoughts nor, uh, uh, you know, drama with a girlfriend or whatever. Like I, I have very few friends, seriously, yeah. because yeah. I, don't, I don't want any drama and when there's something I don't like, I either tell them or have them notice that I don't accept that kind of behavior. And I don't care if I maybe come across as, well, or maybe they feel I'm a bitch or whatever, because I know I'm not. I'm just setting really clear boundaries. If you mm. want that, fine. If you don't, well, you know, that's fine too. Like it's, it's, it's we decide to what, extent we allow drama or negativity or draining energy into our lives it's it's incredible once you get that i think that's the magic switch to having a life that is very fulfilling and very pleasant and joyful and abundant because you're just happy and when you're happy you know you attract what you desire and it and it comes down to really saying no to what ruins that and and getting a lot of clarity and, and, and purity in your energy and um yeah and so that is less is more the less you do the less people you hang out with the less is on your to-do list the more mm. you can just be and and um yeah enjoy who you are naturally without forcing yourself i think there are a lot of women who can relate to what you just said i mean i know i can when you you know i've been in 
corporate spaces and just jobs generally where, you know, you, you just, you don't want to be in the girl clique and you don't want to be in the gossip mm-hmm. and you stick to yourself because you've got those clear boundaries and you're seen as, you know, the bitch or you're not nice or you're not friendly. And, you know, it's like, there's usually just one other woman maybe that's there like you and she gets it. She's, she's also like you, she comes in, right. she her business, she does what she has to do when she gets on with her life. But, you know, there's always right. going to be those people who, they see it as, well, why doesn't she want to be around us? Rather than, you know, she's got her own thing going on and she just doesn't want to be a part of this. I think a lot of women can relate to that because you're always going to have these good sort of cliques and, you know, groups of women that, that, that where you work or, or, or sometimes in your family, <laughs> sometimes they could be your in-laws. Yeah, I mean, goodness knows. And they're toxic, okay? They're, they're living lives yes. that don't align with you and you have set clear boundaries and they don't see it that way. So then the, it, it starts to become catty and they see you as a bitch, but you're not a bitch. You have clear boundaries. You need, that's self-care. That's self-care. Absolutely. You need to set those boundaries because your mental space erodes when you allow those people in your life. So I, I, I'm really glad that yes. you said that. Um, you know, and in terms of having few friends, again, I think there are a lot of women that can relate to that too. Like, you know, it's just like, I feel like when I was in my 20s, I had loads of quote unquote friends. And now that I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 40, I've got like a handful of people that I call my friends, if that much. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you get clearer on who you are and what you want in your life and you, you realize, well, Hmm, do I need 30 people as friends? Like what, what, what is a friend, you know? And um, right. yeah, I think, I think that those are things that, that happen. I didn't connect it to being my natural feminine self though. I just thought it was, you know, you get older, you, you get a bit wiser, but, but now I guess, yeah, I'm thinking of it in, in that way. And it does make sense because you're maturing mm-hmm. and you become more into your, I guess you step more into your womanhood maybe, if that makes sense. Exactly. That is, yeah. And see, and so this is a word that resonates with you. And so that is what it means to you, right? Yeah. Or to others, it means uh, expressing it more also bodily or, or putting on more makeup or whatever. It's like whatever has you really step into the person you really are, which, huh, surprise, you're a woman. Mm. You know, and I think for women, it's, it's sometimes hard to see that as a, a, a positive thing or you know, as something that that should be um, underlined or celebrated because mm-hmm. that's where our power lies and not trying to be like men or trying to get their permission or approval because they're not women, so they'll never get it. But again, in the system, also like in a corporate business or whatever, you know, um, women walk around in suits. Mm. That's pretty weird if you think about it because Mm. then they're all trying to be like men but Mm. I mean why not wear your beautiful fuchsia dress and your heels because that makes you feel alive and you bring fresh energy no that would be too weird and you'd be seen as the witch or the weirdo or the whatever and so that's why I've never been able to work in corporate because corporate means doing the same and I don't believe that I've always been a very strange person I had fuchsia hair I had dreadlocks I had piercings I had all kinds of things um I just wanted to be who I am you know and 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 not fit into this box because it it just uh numbs you out and 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 also what you said about the cliques 
it's mm. out of insecurity it's like you know mm. flocking together and, and and let's all have a common enemy and mm. well that's just gonna keep you stuck on the same level i'm all about growth well that means that you're going to be the outsider and but yeah you know yeah, you but you've do. got. I care more about Yeah, you've got to have a strong sense of self because, and be okay with being an outsider. But that comes with again knowing who you are and and so on. You know, when you said you couldn't do corporate, I did the corporate world for nine, ten years, and um, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I always knew I wasn't going to stay in that world for the rest of my life, and I don't want to knock anyone right. who's in the corporate world. I, I, I don't want to do that at all because there are people who thrive in that space. They do very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just for me, it, it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work at all. I would, it yeah. would be to me, it would be a prison. So yeah. it's, it's, and, and if other people are perfect there, then <coughs> please, by all means do that because you are meant to do that. It, yeah. It's, it, or if you want to be, uh, you know, in the postal service or be a baker, it doesn't matter what you do as long as it's in alignment with you. That's what I care about most. And that ties in with what we started out with, like do what you were put here for because we were created for a reason to fulfill that potential. Mm. And how do you know if you are doing that? It's when you feel in flow, when you feel in alignment, when it's joyful uh, what you're doing and you're, and you're creating something that makes a difference in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And But I know like for a lot of entrepreneurial people, the corporate world is very stifling because it's, it's mm-hmm. all, you know, you, if you're entrepreneurial, you, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be placed in a box. You don't like all the, right. the rules and conventions that go along with having a corporate job. And, you know, you have to act right. a certain way. You have to behave a certain way. You know, it's, you have to cl- do what you have to do to climb the ladder and, and right. all of that kind of stuff and be, you know, work within those structures and success is defined in a very narrow way in the corporate world. And I think that's why mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurial people don't thrive in that space. And then a lot of, corporate people don't thrive in the entrepreneurial space either. So um, it's, right. it's, it's one of those things. And I think it's very difficult for um, corporate women, from my observation, I don't know about now, to bring their feminine selves into business because it's seen as weakness, always seen as weakness. Yes. I mean, I, I remember be, you know, not being placed on certain jobs because you know people don't take you seriously because maybe you smile too much or you laugh too much. Or, right. Or, you know, oh, you dress really nicely and that scene is weak because you want to wear your white dress and your multicolored shoes. And it's like, oh, she's not serious. You know, like silly things like that, you know, and it's just, okay. So, and that, and that's why, you know, people are just like, so I have to become this very masculine person with, you know, the dark suits and the, the shoulder pads and I have to walk a certain way. And I know. It's just like, oh God, this is exhausting and this isn't me. But for some people that works you know and that and that's great but i do think it's 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 very difficult to bring your feminine into business but i know this world is changing yeah. but i think in the corporate world i i don't know i think it's it's difficult to do it <clears throat> i think so but that it takes a bit more time and things are changing and shifting and uh but yeah it requires uh I think a revolution in a sense. Yeah, but you know, that's why it's so important for female entrepreneurs, you know, women creating businesses, especially the women in this stage of business to make sure that you build cultures 
that set an example for the future generation that's not based on mm. corporate structures and traditional structures. Show the future generation that you can build a business around your family, that you can be a mom and build a business, exactly. that you can be a wife and build a business, that you can be a single woman traveling the world and be a business, that you can be a lesbian mm. and build a business. Show the future generations that you can be who you want to be and build a business and you don't have to be limited to a specific kind of culture or structure. So I really think the onus is on us to set that example. And that's the radical change, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes, seriously. Absolutely. And also I think the word business in itself, um, I also always used to be like, Ooh, business, but it's about, um, you know, doing something you love and getting paid for that. And I think that's way more natural than, uh, you know, also like I'm a business owner or I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, I just really like, uh, I don't know, giving people massages and I'm making a difference in this world, which also gives it a, a way less strict or masculine, again, structure on top of it. I don't know if, if you have the same feeling about that, but oh, yeah. I, I, that's I also like, like having your own business. You're supposed to be working all the time. It's like, no, if you, I mean, me too, like my clients, I don't work, I don't coach all day long. Absolutely not. I would go crazy because it would just be too overwhelming. I love putting all my energy and attention to working with my client and I can't deal with like more than two or three clients a day, which mm -hmm. is fine. And that is perfect because I'm able to have a life I love doing what I love which is not like I'm a business owner ergo I'm always working and hustling for my business um, and I, that's something I've had to learn as well to really like be um, uh, honoring my natural flow as a woman being a highly sensitive person and knowing that I need rest that I need to eat on time that I need to go outside that I, I can't be stuck in front of the computer all day long or working with several clients I can do that so that's also part of honoring your femininity and like your needs because when you then do provide your service or make your art or sell your product, you do that with your full, uh, beautiful energy instead of being drained, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, and I, and I agree with you. I think, you know, you, you, a lot of people leave those conventional workspaces because they need flexibility. So why would you then want to just be stuck um, working, yes. working, 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 and not, and not really living the life that you want. You know, you leave that corporate space exactly. for those jobs because you want to spend more time with your family, because you want to be with your friends, because you want to spend more time with doing your hobbies or doing what you love. And then you end up sitting behind a laptop, you know, 20 out of 24 hours a day. So you're, you're just doing the same thing, but in a different space. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, and so even like calling it a business, maybe like calling it, call it creation or, or doing your life's work or, you know, that makes it so much more joyful instead yeah. of, oh, this is my business. So I need to do this nine to five or whatever. It's like stepping away from that convention also really helped me and allowed my business to flourish at the same time. Yeah, definitely. So do you ever help your clients to unblock um, the, you know, like sort of the, uh, any kind of energies and to release their feminine selves. Is that something that you do as well? Yeah, absolutely. All the time, because, um, we have all these blocks within ourselves and the I sense when, when we work towards a goal and, um, breaking through them or going beyond the blocks is really the most joyful 
part of, of what I do because you get another perspective and you see that you're standing in your own way because of um, beliefs that you've held for a long time. And those are the blocks that we carry with us. Like, for example, I always have to be or I can't make more than this amount of money or, you know, moving to Italy is absolutely crazy. Or all these conventions, all these ideas we have. Well, are they really? And then we look for what is true to you, you know, yeah. and then allow you to really um, go for that. And, and, and what is true for, for me is maybe not true for you and the other way around. And, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's what resonates, what's in alignment with you and then go and live your life that way. That is what brings true fulfillment. But again, that means being the odd one out because usually there are things that in general are, are looked at, uh, you know, in a strange way or, you know, Mm. Uh, it requires a lot of courage mm -hmm. it does it does but courage is a beautiful thing and once you tap into it you really just become this unstoppable human being because you know yes. that no matter what do you want to speak about that do you want to talk about courage yeah well that's i mean like we said at the beginning i always sign off with love and courage because it's i believe is what you need in life in order to move forward courage is is my middle name in a sense because I've really learned how to hold the fear while going towards my values and knowing that fear or anxiety doesn't have to stop you from doing what you really want means freedom because like you just said then you feel unstoppable and courage isn't about not feeling fear it's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway mm. and being there for yourself on the journey and supporting yourself and believing in yourself in a sense that you know let's do this and let's see how it works out and also allowing yourself to to you know mess up or whatever and learn from it and then move forward again it's like self-compassion is much stronger than self-confidence self-confidence is grown through doing things and you start doing things with self-compassion mm. so you can you can just be your own best cheerleader and be there for yourself and 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 just really be clear on what is it that you truly desire which is usually different from what everybody else wants from you but then go for that and see that you actually can and then you're like hey I can do this, even if I feel insecure or, um, uh, you know, scared or all these other emotions that come up when you venture out of your comfort zone. And that's totally normal. But if you can calm yourself down and you can hold your own hand and you can yeah, really allow the fear to be there and you move forward. Mm. Yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure, for sure. So can you give us some... I don't, I don't want to call them steps, but maybe some, some tips, like small things that we can start doing today to create more flow in our lives. Listen to what feels good and take that seriously. Um, I think very often we feel guilty or uh, weird or too sensitive or that we can't trust our feelings but again, we're women and we have a very well-developed feeling system if we allow that to be there. So 
if you go back to things that didn't work out in the end, whether they were relationships or friendships or careers or whatever, like in your gut, you're sort of like new, but then you went for it anyway because your mind convinced you to do so because of all the conventions, blah, blah, blah. What mm. if we started taking our gut feelings more seriously? Mm. Because that is feminine superpower. We have these feelings for a reason. I mean, we've had to defend our, um, you know, our, our, our litters in a sense, you know, ever since we were um, in the prehistoric age. Like we sense things. We are magical. We are witches, positive uh, mm. witches. And we need that in order to feel what is uh, right, what is to be trusted and what is not. So let's take that back and let's take our feelings seriously. Mm. So that is one of the biggest tips I would give. Like, how do you get into flow? Well, first feel what flow means to you and just do more of that. If that means painting, paint. If that means dancing, dance. Yes, also when you have a business you're just launching. Mm. especially in those moments because being working away your laptop is not haggard and puts you in that male energy you need to balance it get yourself a massage talk to a girlfriend have sex you know like really get into flow by opening up those energy channels and allowing yourself to just have fun and be in flow and don't think that's wrong because you're not pushing yourself it's like no on the other hand you need that to recharge so that you can be joyful in the moments that you need to you know build a website or do a podcast or whatever you know i mean if you were all drained now uh, you can just be here with your full attention and this podcast this interview wouldn't be as nice as it is now right yeah yeah no 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 it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't at all i wouldn't be able to function right exactly it's key. It's like we as women need to allow ourselves to take care of ourselves and to be in flow. That's the only way we function. We, we are not men. We can't just like push through or use our muscles or whatever. I mean, we can sometimes, but that's not our natural flow state. So allow yourself to dance through life and your business and your relationship because that's when you're glorious. Mm. And now there'll be some, some women that'll be listening and they'll say, well, I've done all of this stuff and I still don't have flow. I still don't have love. I still don't have abundance. Uh, that's not, that for feels me. very low vibe. That mm. feels very low vibe. Mm -hmm. That means that you've gone through the motions, but you haven't felt it. That means that there are so many blocks, so many rules, so much heaviness mm. and that you're looking for a quick fix. Well then, I mean, yeah it's, then you're in for a long long ride uh it's about you know connecting with ourselves being true to ourselves and really being honest and if you know it's very easy to be like yeah well i have done all of, it, all of this but it doesn't work and it's all stupid it's like it's a little girl in the sandpit it's like i want to play but it's raining mm. you know i mean mm. okay so what are you going to do about it call your mom and ask if you can go to the swimming pool indoor swimming pool like how can you create flow? And it, it doesn't work overnight. If I know to get into flow, I need to get myself a cup of tea. That's what I do. Or I turn up for a dog, a walk with my dog. Like I know that because I try it, I feel it, I journal about it, I work 
with someone who can guide me on that because that's another thing like we're so afraid to invest in ourselves you could really really learn to be in flow and abundance and just feel happy because someone helps you on that journey i mean um, it's, mm. it's 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 incredible how much resistance is felt no i'm supposed to be able to do that by myself no you're not you're a woman we work in groups we are we've always been uh mothers mentors aunts grandmothers you know we help each other so allow for that help to lift you up to a higher state and if you're able to do that by yourself of course not that's why you have a chance to learn i mean you didn't know how to do maths when you were six and then you learned it and now you can do maths it's the same thing some things we need to learn and the quicker you allow yourself and you know you get into that queen state of recognizing hey i need help doing that for yourself that's way quicker than just sitting there and being like oh it doesn't work i'm not right or whatever you know it's like that's giving your power away yeah and like you said it's very low vibe it's it's very low energy it's very sort of like you've given up like you you don't even want to try it's just oh fine it's that's not for me i'm just it's like being a victim almost exactly it's we take responsibility for our lives the moment that we get that everything in our lives from physical illness to mental illness to everything that we are going through whereas it's crappy relationships or low business everything is in our hands and i know this is really radical to say that but it's our inner um inner world that's being mirrored back to us in our outer world so that means that we have so much responsibility and also power over our own state and over our own life is what we attract are equal mm. so work on yourself and become the big, biggest best most wonderful version of yourself and affirm what you desire and lean into that and open up for it and do everything in your power to to allow that to come into your life you know every time i was uh, sorry tell me no i was just gonna say that is key work on yourself work on yourself yes <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. okay, would you like to finish what you were gonna say every time you, you were gonna say every time you did something well i mean i was um i was uh you know dating different guys before i met my my man and every mm. time it didn't work out i would ask myself so how, what was my part in this? How did I, you know, how did I allow for this shitty situation or how did I allow for this bad treatment? Or, I mean, nothing serious happened, but I wasn't happy. I was like, how did I allow for this unhappiness to manifest? It was because I put up with certain behaviors or because I didn't set boundaries or because I, I went too low with my expectations. You know, so the moment that you're like, I only go for a king, that means that you need to be a queen. Otherwise, Absolutely. it's not able to, you know, that's the thing. If you want to be a successful business owner, you need to become that successful business owner. Mm. It's like you need to do and invest in yourself and do everything in your power that is, that is possible. If you want to be a good mom, well, do everything in your power to be a good mom. If you want to be a good wife, do that. I mean it's it's not about wishing and wanting it's about 
stepping into the role of that person and doing everything in your power to do that, even when you don't feel like it. Mm. And then when you become a queen, that's when you stop settling for those guys that you know are not good enough for you. And it's not, and you don't have this issue of, oh, am I too picky? No, you're not picky. You just know what you want and you're not going to settle. And that's it. (laughs) And the right guys. Yeah, but you know, you know, I will tell you something else. You don't, you don't even attract them anymore. You don't even see them anymore. Exactly. Still asking yourself, oh, am I being too picky is still doubting yourself. I mean, that question shouldn't even arise in your, in your mind when you are in your flow and you're so full of yourself is an expression I love because when you're full of yourself, it means you don't need anything or anyone else to fill you up with something else. You are so happy and in love with yourself that you attract that same exact level you know and but oftentimes oftentimes as women we are socialized to believe that we have to be in a relationship we are only someone when we are in a relationship you know we weaponize relationships i am a woman i am a perfect woman because i am in a relationship i have a man you know and we settle settle for a lot of things and again it's it's, it goes back to that you know, we have to be somebody's wife all the time. We have to be some mother, somebody's mother. We have to be in a relationship, and we don't. It we don't. Um, we don't think it's powerful to be single. We don't think it's powerful to to wait until that person that you really want comes along. We think that's somehow we've been taught, we've been conditioned to believe that you you know you just gotta be with a guy. You know, maybe that's what you've gotta accept and all that kinds of stuff, and then you're just miserable, exactly. you're unhappy. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't need to accept anything. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else. If you're unhappy in your relationship, it's your responsibility to do something about that because mm-hmm. you have said okay to being in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is a message that I would have loved to be able to give myself for the six and five-year relationships I was in that I wasn't happy in. And I was saying, oh, I should change him or I should suggest him to do this or him this book or be like, it's no, this person is this way and you are choosing to be with this person yes or no so again it's your own responsibility there's nothing wrong with that person it's it's you being with someone that's not right for you so do the mass you know you you step away but that's scary because then you're alone you're supposed to be in a relationship all these things well that's where you have the chance to work on yourself and love yourself so much that you are beautifully fine on your own and only from that place you can add to someone's life and also expect that someone else adds to your life Mm. um but not out of like um you know you must make me happy that's like the recipe for a failed relationship i don't um in that sense expect anything from my man because i'm responsible for myself and Mm. he doesn't expect anything from me because he's responsible for himself and his own happiness. And, but we meet each other on top of that mountain that we have, have both climbed ourselves first. Can you feel how light that is then? Mm. And, you know, you can just be in a very loving and giving. I mean, we give each other so much all the time. And I remember I used to be in my other relationship being like, hmm, I don't. I will do me. And then, I mean, that's so raining, such a downward spiral. And now it's just yeah. so extra because we're both overflowing of love for ourselves. And then what's left, like what's on the saucer 
I, I heard this, this, this speech by someone. She says, like, you love much that you can give the other what's overflowing, what's on the saucer, and that's what we give each other. Can you imagine how beautiful that is? Yeah. You know, and reciprocity. But I, but I also feel like there's an element of, and I had this conversation on another podcast about emotional intelligence, you know, when women mm -hmm. and men do this too, but obviously this podcast is about women when they say, you know, um, this person is my everything and this person fulfills this, 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 and that. And this person is my this, 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 and that. And what you just said was, no, I'm responsible for that. This person compliments me. They add to my life, but you know, they don't complete me because I think these things, you know, we often think, oh, how romantic, how cute. But I think it's dangerous when you start talking about someone completing you and someone, you know, being five, six, seven different things to you. I mean, we're only human, you know, and I don't think we should live to complete anybody else. I think that's, that's a, that's, that's only you can complete yourself. Or if you believe in a higher Let's say some people believe in God and they'll say, okay, well, God, my, my, my relationship with God completes me. Okay, fine. But I don't think another mere mortal should be weighed down with having to be your lover, right. your confident, your best friend, you're this, you're that completely make me happy, make me whole. It's so unhealthy. I think it's so unhealthy. Yeah, but also if you, if you turn it around, what if someone else want, wanted that from you? Oh God, That's I'd very run. icky energy. Exactly. See, it's too so much. It's that's too much. what. You, exactly. So just do that. Turn it around, and that's why men walk away. All these women are like, "Am I not this? Am I not that?" Men are also very sensitive. When they feel that you're putting this load on top of them, then they run because they're like, uh, "I." It just feels very icky. So. Um, it's so much about, uh, yeah, really taking responsibility for yourself and your own happiness. And then, you know, from that point, you can absolutely make your partner your number one priority. That's what I'm doing. And he's my everything in a sense that I want him to be my everything, but not in a desperate way. Right. Not in like, if he were to leave, I would die. I mean, of course, it would be horrible, but it's like I have built my own mountain that I can fall back on. Um, but from that healthy space, I give him my all and he is my all to me, right? Mm -hmm. That's because then it's another thing that is the extreme other, um, um, the extreme opposite of like not making your partner, uh, your all or, or wanting them to complete you. It's what we can also start doing is like making it less important and be like, um, not really surrendering ever to the real love, which also means risking everything. Oh, right, um, right. So this course. is a very double-sided sword. It's something, oh, yeah. again, that I've had to learn as well. And my man has challenged me to do that because I was being the Dutch independent woman who was like, well, you mm. know, I can do it all by myself. And he's like, do you want me to be your man or not? Because <laughs> yeah. men want to be able to be men. Right, and so that means okay. But I so think that's I'm every, surrendering every to you, and I've and I've never. Every modern woman struggles with that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Modern woman. Exactly. Struggles. So there is a very fine line between taking responsibility for yourself and being a woman, which means being a woman and not a man. A man doesn't want to be with a man in a relationship, and yeah. so because then he's like, so what's left 
for me here to do without you being desperate, whatever. It's like there's this natural balance and that you get there the moment you step into it. And, and then you get it. It's not something that's like, oh, what rules? What should I do now? It's just like, it's natural. You know how far to go. You know when to let go. You know when to take uh, responsibility yourself. And, 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 and so it means being healthy and stable yourself and then letting go um, you know, with the other person. But also it goes back to what you were saying. When you know yourself and you know who you are, it just comes naturally. You know when to be your feminine self yeah. and you know when to be your independent self and it just works because you know yourself you know your strengths you right. know your weaknesses, and you yes. know you you know all right i'm being too much right now i need to step back okay or okay maybe i can right. do a little right. more right now you know and that that's just not with romantic relationships that's in business relationships and family relationships and i think just yes. all relationships you when you have a strong sense of self, you, you know that give and take, you understand that paradigm and you just, your intuition leads you and you know what to do and what not to do. But again, it comes exactly. from knowing, no, really knowing who you are. And that takes time. That's, that's not a, that's not a flying yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what Sophie no, Charlotte. Exactly. And it's also, it, it's like, tell me. Yes, I was going to say, finish your sentence. And then I was going to say, what parting words do you have for our listeners? Okay, so what I wanted to say is like, it, it's like knowing when the little girl comes up, right? In any kind of relationship. But, because even when you have stepped into your queen, you can still recognize the, the little girl that sometimes comes up and then it's like, okay, I'm not going to allow for this to now be on the foreground. But that is because you know yourself and you're like, okay, how do I want to act from a queen place? You know, that's what I just wanted to add about the relationships dynamics. Mm, yeah, I love that. Great. Mm. So any, any extra parting words for us, final words? I would just say, um, get to know yourself, look yourself in the mirror and see how beautiful you are. Tell yourself you're lo you loved yourself and, and start being there for yourself because that is how everything changes. If you have yourself to fall back on, that's when you can go for whatever you desire because you know that you will always be safe because you have yourself so becoming your own best friend really loving yourself accepting yourself for who you are and yeah just being there for yourself being close to yourself that is that is where our power as women lies and not by pushing or pulling or shouting or you know being strong or manning up that's not what works for us when you learn to be there for yourself and and you're you can be your own mom well mm. that's when you become unstoppable really mm. Mm. that's great that's a great message and what uh would you like to to get from us is there anything we can do for you or anything you'd like to share for us a collaboration anything at all well, I would like uh, the listeners to come and join in on the fun in my Facebook group, which is called The Yes Woman, which is just for women that want to say yes to themselves and their dreams and are looking for community and collaborations and just really sharing in the journey of, 
of being that odd one out and, and going her own way and a place where she can safely be herself. And, and that's where we can possibly even connect. And if anyone's interested in my coaching, uh, a free discovery call is always available. And uh, yeah, so I just say, uh, join the group, The Yes Woman on Facebook. And uh, it's fun. It's full of inspiration and, and empowerment. And uh, yeah, just uh, feel, feel free to join us. Yes, and I'm in that group. I've been in that group for almost from since I, I met you. So it's been a little over two really? years. Really? Yeah, and it is, it is, yes. it is inspirational because your posts are very thought-provoking and it's, it's, it's really nice. And every time I see a post from you, I'm like, hmm, makes me think. <laughs> yeah, and your Good. social media, your Instagram as well. So tell us where we can find you in social media and your website and email if you'd like people mm -hmm. to reach out to you. Yes. Well, on Instagram, you can find me as Sophie Charlotte Coach. Um, on Facebook, I also have my page, which is Life Coach Sophie. And my website is lifecoachsophie.com. Awesome. Okay. So great. And finally, I would like to thank you for all the work that you do and for the woman that you are, because the woman that you are now is... Um, if, you know, you're, you're going to create a lot of more women like you, you know, because of, Thank you. of your journey and, and, and the woman you've become. And now you're out there transforming and inspiring and, in, and helping other women to find their true selves. And I think that is a blessing. Mm -hmm. You are a blessing. And we appreciate Thank you. you. And we appreciate all the work that you're doing. And can't wait to see what you get up to next. You know, the, the, the great thing about doing these podcasts is that, you know, I speak, I speak to all of you amazing women and then in like five years you're doing something and you're onto something else. And it's just nice to kind of right. see the journeys from, from the beginning to where it is now and then see where it's going to go next. So I wish you all of the success and I hope you do come back on the podcast again and, and let us yeah, know that would be great. How, how things are going and, and what you're doing. So which city are yeah. you in? Where exactly are you in Italy, Sophie? So I was in, in Florence, but I've recently moved into the, the Tuscan hills um, in, the, in the northern part of Tuscany. So I'm in nature now. So that's really, really beautiful. Okay. If you want to connect to your true self, like being in nature is just... Fabulous. oh yeah oh yeah that's that's when we're really our true selves when i'm having bad yes. days or when i need to connect like anything nature is it for me the beach you know if i'm in a city it's the park when i'm home in the caribbean it's just outside in the garden or the beach or whatever but nature is really right. where i feel my authentic self because it's just the feeling the smell of grass that fresh air everything no but it's so simple it's just nature and we have that let's just go back to simplicity and and being a woman which is our nature you know i mean we mm. complicate things so much even the name mother nature you know mother nature that gives right, us everything exactly. just sit down if you sit down in if you if you go to a forest or a tree park and you just observe you see that creativity everywhere and it's so inspiring you know yes Yes, yeah. and it's within us. So, I mean, it's about connecting. 
Great. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast, Sophie. And to all of our listeners, I hope you have been inspired because I know I have. I hope you've learned something new. I hope listening to this conversation has made you think differently about femininity and feminine energy and what it means to be feminine. And I hope that it helps you to maybe reevaluate or it adds some value. And I would love for you to share this podcast with others. And until next time. Bye for now.